This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. This is Eric Reanimator. Welcome to October. This time around for the Love That Album Compilation Edition, I'm going to be covering some goth rock and some death rock. And I'll be talking about the differences between the two. Starting off, we're going to be talking about the Goth Rock 3 compilation, which was released in 1998 on Cleopatra Records. This is a two-CD set that is subtitled Black on Black Best of the 80s Collection. And this is 1980s goth rock. This is Bauhaus and Theater of Hate, uh, Fields and the Luffalum, Daniel Dex, uh, Play Dead, Christian Death, New Model Army, Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Teen Love Jezebel, and a whole lot more, a lot of which you've probably never heard of, a few of the bands you probably have heard of. I'm going to be skipping the big ones. I am not going to be talking about the cult. I will not be talking about Bauhaus. I will not be talking about... Uh, the Mission UK, or any of those bands. I'm going to try and focus in on some of the lesser-known bands and some uh, cool stuff. So, uh, goth rock, yeah. Goth gets a bad name. Uh, I used to blame Marilyn Manson more. I just blame uh, lazy, lazy people who don't want to take the time to do a little bit of research. Goth was one of the offshoots of the punk scene. So, 1977-76 punk. You know, the, the whole art thing, the Talking Heads, Ramones, uh, Clash, Gang of Four, all that stuff goes kablooey towards the uh, the end of the first wave of punk, and you get all these splinter groups. And you, one of the things that comes out of post-punk is a goth scene that really a lot of people want to point back to Joy Division, but there's some, definitely some David Bowie in there and some like Stardust. And basically we're talking about kind of minor chord not necessarily up-tempo or fast music that's got a atmospheric, spooky, dark overtone. It um, can get really navel-gazing and really boring and really depressing. At the same time, you get a lot of people experimenting with tribal sounds and bringing in different elements of music from uh, other lands that were not being used in the uh, punk rock milieu at that point in time. So. I'm going to shop and play some tunes.
that's a little bit of Blue Water by Fields and the Luffalone. Before that, we heard some of a band called 1919, another band called Play Dead. These are just a couple examples of the more low-key industrial rock. I guess you can dance to it if you really want to. Um, I don't know. I like this stuff. It's, it's good. Uh, the whole reason I'm doing this is to give people a few other options than the typical Halloween compilations with classics number four and werewolves of london which is stuff i dig but you know there's so much other good stuff out there that people miss out part of it is i think the goth tag the uh you see oh goth uh i don't need any more of that in my life and uh honestly that's kind of misleading because goth really it's post-punk it's a little metal it's a lot industrial and it covers a whole range of things and uh sounds and voices I think it's the atmosphere and the kind of dark gloom and hollow sounding echoey uh, vocals and uh, music and probably the bass and those drums that really make something goth. It's, it's kind of, you know, I don't have the technical expertise to tell you about which key or minor chords or any of those kinds of things. I can just say that, you know, it's that time of year and if you're looking for something other than those uh, typical Halloween sounds and you don't want to get out the Pentangle records, which, you know, that's a discussion we might want to have once I'm more familiar with that band. Um, this is a good uh, good little soundtrack for your uh, abdominal seasons. And, you know, if you're, uh, especially if you're in the States or in the UK. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play uh, a couple of little things here. A little bit of Alien Sexting. And then a, a band I quite like, The uh, Screaming Dead, which was a recommend years and years ago from... Uh, Tom Bagley of the Forbidden Dimension fame. So uh, we'll come back on the other side of this and we'll be talking about some death rock slash horror punk. So uh, enjoy.
Alrighty, so that is the Brickbats off of Dismal Abysmal Recordings Presents Watch Your Step Volume 2, The Curse of the Hearse from 1998 on Dismal Abysmal Recordings. And this is a late 90s horror punk, so goth is that what we just heard, more gothy. Um, horror punk has definitely a lot more punk, a little bit more of a sense of humor, more energy, a little more rock and roll in it. Uh, Death Punk's largely the same thing, that's just what they called it in the early 80s in L.A. London, they called it goth in L.A., they called it Death Punk, you know, because everyone's got to be a little bit different. You know, in the 80s, they're still kind of figuring out what this whole thing is. There's still the threat of nuclear annihilation and everything is dark. By the the mid to late 90s, you know, the uh, communist threat is gone and uh, things are a little brighter, or are they? They seem a little brighter, at least, and that's how I recall it. And so there's a little more fun and a little more energy and a little more humor, I guess. I, I know I keep saying that. Um, a little more self-awareness. Everything in the mid to late 90s became more self-aware, and horror punk was one of those things. Now, after the Telecom Act of 96, uh, effectively wiped rock and roll from the mainstream with another ramp for another day. All these underground scenes sprung up, you know. Beginning in the 90s, really, there was this resurgence of punk rock, and the tentacles of that went in so many different directions, some of which people heard about, some of which they didn't. And there was definitely a renewed interest in the whole goth rock, death rock, horror punk thing. And part of that was the return of the misfits, or the new fits, um, which, you know, was fun and interesting, but... The real story always was the uh, things that were going on that people weren't talking about. So you get these compilations, and the first one we're going to talk about is the Curse of the Hearse. Um, several bands, Brickbats, uh, the X-Possibles, this one that we're listening to now is called Bella's Fix, The Death of Death, Romanticide, uh, Stiffs Inc., who we'll talk about a little bit. A little bit. Uh, they all came along and decided to put their own spin on the goth death um you know genre based punk rock you know not singing love songs not singing about how bad the politics were any of that kind of stuff mainly either singing fun stuff about horror movies or a, using that as a metaphor for the kind of dark subject matter that's going on and i'm talking way too fast so let's uh, play some tunes
we start off there with the band The X Possibles, covering one of my all-time favorite bands, Legal Weapon. And I know that they got that song off of the Hell Comes to Your House compilation, a great early 80s uh, California punk rock compilation that I might cover at some point. And I know that because at the end of that track, which I cut off, they uh, actually do a little bit of Puss in Boots, which is a New York Dolls song that is covered by Red Cross on the Hell Comes to Your House Volume 1, and the Legal Weapon song runs right into that. But anyways, so we're listening to now is uh, a band called Stiff's Inc., which were probably, in my mind, one of the great overlooked bands of the late 90s. I read about them in Hitlist magazine. Uh, Mike Stacks, who runs Ugly Things magazine, had a column, and he spoke of Stiff Inks as being one of the bands that he would cover if they covered current music. Very much a early steampunk sounding band with uh, some early uh, punk rock tendencies. They would cover things like the adverts. And a uh, great mix of just garage pop and that like 1920 science fiction vibe. They, they had two albums. Um, I don't know that the uh, songwriting ever really lived up to the image. They have some great stuff in there, though. Um, but, and they are on this compilation. So, Curse of the Hearse. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid compilation. It's the kind of thing that you see in the discount bin somewhere. You might want to pick it up. I would also note that both Curse of the Hearse and the next one we're going to be talking about, Release the Rats, uh, actually come in a 7-inch si- sized uh, bag with a seven-inch sized uh, fold-out zine that uh, gives information on all the bands. Um, I haven't read those in years, but that was something that was going on a little bit in in the 90s and into the 2000s. So with that, we're going to switch on over to talking about the last compilation for this episode, the Release the Rats from 2000. 2003 on uh, Creepy Rat Records. This one has a little bit better known or somewhat better known bands. Uh, the most notable of the bunch being the Dyna Cancer of 45 Grave fame fronted Penis Flytrap. Take a little listen to them and I'll come back and talk a little bit more about some of these bands.
before that is a band called John Wayne Army and a song called Ghost Train. And yes, there is a Western motif there. And if you go back to the very first song I played at the beginning of this episode, uh, Do You Believe in the West World, there is definitely a Western bent, a dark Western bent to a lot of what was going on with Gotham Horror at the time. I'm going to play another band a little bit called Ghoul Town, who definitely also are playing in that sandbox. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the genre blending. Maybe it was just the the dark elements that fit nicely together. But it just kind of works. And this is definitely also a country-flavored song. And as we've discussed over and over on the lifespan of at least my involvement with Love That Album, there is a tendency of punk rockers to go country or roots rock. So... I'm going to play uh, some Ghoul Town for you and we're going to get out of here. There's also some surf music on this compilation and some more in-your-face punk rock kind of stuff. It's good. It's worth checking out. So if you are looking for something to brighten up your Halloween season this year, uh, you happen to uh, stumble across any of these compilations that were well worth checking out. Huh. Okay. Uh, This is Eric Reanimator, and uh, I'm out of here. See you all next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.